Hey, what's up, y'all? This is part one of a part two episode. If you want to hear part two, go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. So again, part one is free. Part two is available for Patreon subscribers who subscribe at $5 a month over at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. So without further ado, here is part one and go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks to get part two. going on champagne sharks how's everyone doing this is trevor you can catch me on twitter at ricky rawls but more importantly go to the go to the show twitter that's the show twitters on at champagne sharks we're using that more go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks this is the most important part patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and sign up for five dollars a month for five dollars a month you get double the episodes you get 90 back episodes available only to patrons you also get like two episodes a week you get the patreon discord which is a voice and chat server just for patrons where we're going to start having um special q a's and other things like that we've been more active on it it's a pretty cool feature it has a voice feature too so we were thinking of doing q a's with certain guests and stuff and what else uh go to champagnesharks.reddit.com it's a reddit that we don't run this is run by fans but the guy there puts up a lot of interesting articles and links and stuff that kind of relate to the themes of the shows sometimes we get story ideas from checking through it ourselves it's pretty cool so check that out but most importantly patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks uh and financially support the show and with that our guest if you would introduce yourself hey i'm ruben nielsen uh, i have a band called i'm no mortal orchestra and i'm at umr on twitter yeah very simple uh twitter <laughs> name three letters let me ask you something because people always ask us how we came up with the name of the show so you're someone who i've always wanted to ask that question too like how did you come up with the name unknown mortal orchestra uh, i wish i had a really good story for it but i just uh when i when i first started i was uh just messing around on my laptop with and i had no money and uh i was just making songs and uploading them and i hadn't really figured out what i was doing yet but i was just kind of making fun of myself being like a one-man band and i was kind of trying to think of another way of you know calling myself a one name one-man band so <laughs> that's uh oh, so okay. it's like it was an orchestra because i didn't i hadn't even told anyone that i was friends with or anything that i was doing it so it was not only just me so it was a little it was a little ironic yeah it was just yeah. kind of making fun of myself yeah because when i finally saw you in person i was expecting like actually an orchestra <laughs> yeah, right. like i took the name uh literally because i saw you live and uh i kind of realized oh okay it must be uh ironic people who don't know you have a 
pretty cool band. I've heard your music in cafes and stores and different things and like the songs before I actually found out it was you. When I started talking to you on Twitter, I realized, oh, wait, this is uh, the person who does those songs I like, particularly Multilove. Multilove was the one I heard oh, the cool. most. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. And it's the one that, <laughs> yeah, and it's the one that kind of got ruined for me because it was in Slave yeah. Play. <laughs> and, and now I can't hear the song without thinking of a... Uh, <laughs> Slave Pay. And that and Honey Bee were two of my favorite songs of yours. I cannot not think of Slave Pay. Because Slave Play was such a uh, kind of visceral, like traumatic memory, yeah. you know, and now it's kind of fused Yeah, I'm it. sure there's some kind of um, psychology speak for, you know, those things. Uh, I hear, um, somebody that I know that knows a lot about um, psychology and stuff uh, told me about a, uh, a term. If it, if it fires, it wires, I think, is the... Is the term? Mm, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's trauma right. related. Like, I think the more it's connected to trauma or like you know sensory things, the more senses that connect to like a um, memory. Like you know, it makes it kind of fire in your brain right. more. And you know, like I hear the song now, I think of the smell of the theater, <laughs> the weirdos next to me. It's just, yeah, oh. that was um that was a bizarre um little uh episode because I didn't know about it until you mentioned it. I think, and then. You were asking me about it, and then I had to go back through my emails to find out how that happened. And yeah, it was it was a, it was kind of quite a funny little. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, people who don't know, uh, Ruben and I already knew each other, and we had hung out before, and we've stayed in touch. And when I saw Slave Play and I saw your song there, I was like, "Oh man, this is so interesting! I got to ask you about this." Yeah, and you're like, play? "I told you, hey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, uh, did you know your songs in Slave Play? And you're like, what's, what's Slave Play? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to even yeah. begin. And I've never fully, like, I've never asked what the song was about. But my take on it was that it was about polygamy. Like, I don't like to ask <laughs> artists, you know, what the songs are about. I know a lot of times artists want people to make their own kind of guess about what it's about. Like, I know some artists are cagey about what the songs are about and some are forthcoming. But after I saw Slave Play, then I became very curious about what the actual meaning of the song was. Because I was Because what they got from the song, I thought was... I wasn't sure what they got from the song, but I was like, I'm sure Ruben didn't do that. It, it, it was <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm still not sure what exactly the play is about, and it's kind of. Part, um, I've lost my um, chance to to see it, I guess. But um, it's it kind of sounds like something I don't. It's not particularly my my bag. Um, is all I'll say about it because I was flattered that it was that someone would want to use the song. So I'm not like uh, yeah. angry or or anything about it, but um, I was just. Uh, like I, I'm kind of spiritual uh, and uh, almost like religious about the way that I think about music, and it it gets a bit awkward and pretentious to talk about it. But I actually the song like none of my music is about sex, really. I don't think because I um, yeah. But it's got it got picked up as like a um, not a po uh, not polygamy uh, anthem, but like a polyamory. That's what I meant. Yeah, because I think uh, polygamy is more like marriage yeah. and. And yeah, I, I suppose yeah. the thing about I'm not really I, I don't even because um, I uh, I was going through like a polyamorous uh, phase or whatever in around 2014 and so it inspired certain aspects of the album I was making but um, but actually I, the really crazy thing which is part of what makes music so mysterious and and fun to do is that I started writing the song before any of that happened. And the idea of Multilove originally was that um, I wanted to 
write a song about um, kind of like a re a rejuvenation of like some kind of like uh, 60s hippie uh, kind of idea. So I started writing this a song about because I felt like there are so many different there were so many different new I don't want to say <laughs> exciting but there were so many new kinds of hate like emerging that were and there was a lot of oh, energy going into hate even even then you know which I guess is like really bubbled over now into this whole Trump era we're in but it, I could feel it like happening and I felt like like the the idea of love and music and stuff like that and that was was really corny and I wanted to um try and reinvent that I guess but I also I don't, I don't like to oh, talk about it too much because I mean, I don't really think people know what their songs are about, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was kind of hesitating to um, ask, because I know a lot of times it's kind of explaining a joke. It's it's uh, explaining a song, I think, is the kind of thing that, unless somebody volunteers to do it, it puts somebody in an awkward position. But And musicians are bad at talking, you know. <laughs> like Sometimes you might think, well, man, this, this person's uh, music is really deep, and then you talk to them and, and they sound like an idiot. And I, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm really like... Uh, I'm really scared of um, of being that guy, you know. Ah, oh, you shouldn't be. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I thought I thought they kind of made the song seem a little more sexual than what I originally kind of took from the song because I, I felt like love was really like about like you know love, yeah. where it was like in the show, and maybe I'm misinterpreting the playwright, but I felt like they kind of reduced it more to something like get your freak on, yeah, like right. a sexual type of liberation. But I think people are allowed to take what they want from a song within reason even if it's not totally what intended but yeah i mean i did remember because you know you and i had uh spoken for a while we hung out a couple of times i knew you were a fan of the show and i just found like this kind of weird irony i was wondering like it would be interesting to talk to him about i was hoping it'd be an interesting story like you know you'd be like uh yeah i read this play and it really like gripped yeah me. right and I was like, use this song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny too, because uh, my main lens to that I saw the playthrough was was Champagne Shock. So it's kind of <laughs> it was uh, a little bit like um, Black Panther. Like I, I, t I sometimes take a long time to see the the really big movies that come out, and so yeah, I went when I first saw Black Panther. It was after listening to so many um, takes on podcasts about it that that I really it was it really colored the way that I saw the movie you know I, mean? I couldn't couldn't see it you know, any other you know way. what's weird about the whole black panther thing is like it feels like a yearbook photo to me like you know when you have a yearbook photo and you think like you look dope in the yearbook photo <laughs> and you see it like a couple years later and you're like yeah. wow i look like an idiot yeah. and it becomes like a source of embarrassment and stuff yeah yeah um yeah it's like i mean not to get too I feel, deep i mean it's not it's not worth getting yeah. too deep about it at this point but it's i just think it's funny to to see um all the actors from the uh from the movie um kind of doing like all these poses and wearing these kind of suits and costumes that were like related to the movie a little bit that were already dated like um and stuff yeah. like that it is going to be a funny a funny thing but yeah and and someone put a meme up of chadwick boseman doing the pose yeah, in public right. when the movie first yeah, yeah. came out and then him doing it like you know a couple months later and you could see like he was really tired of it he <laughs> just yeah. like like dead yeah, inside yeah. and stuff and i kind of felt the same way in a way like like i'm like wow we we spent too much time on that like it felt kind of like craving opportunism <laughs> like to dedicate that many takes to a superhero movie like, like I'm, I'm looking back i'm like it's not gonna age well like if somebody's going through my, my back catalog and there's all these takes on like that that movie and it's well, not it, it like it had to be said i think so yeah but you know like i appeared in like three or four other 
podcast to talk about that movie. You know, like, so it wasn't just like you know that show. And yeah, it, yeah I, I I look back and I'm like, I wish I didn't do all that. Like I should have just done like one take and said no to all the others. Like I think about things like that now about being like overexposed or being very dated. Yeah. Like you know, I, I I like that a lot of our episodes are stuff that's not really dated, as opposed to like episodes that always talk about, hey, here's the last thing that happened in the election, or here's the you know. Yeah, right, right. And and those Black Panther ones, I feel like, are going to be like. Really well, I don't, I don't know because uh, I, I feel like there's that's, there's going to be a lot of different levels to that to that movie. Probably They'll, it'll it'll become really cheesy, and then maybe it'll it'll come back, you know, for nostalgia's sake or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or at the very least, it should have just been like one one take and and done. Like you know, I shouldn't have uh, returned to it like multiple times or went on other shows. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Tell us about like your history, where you're from, where you live now. And basically, what's brought you to where you are now, career-wise? Uh, okay. Uh, well, I grew up in New Zealand. My my dad is a, a Pakeha or white New Zealander, and my mom is from Hawaii, and she's from um, Waianae in, in uh, on Oahu. And um, what is uh, your mother's race called? Uh, it's I suppose you you would either say Native Hawaiian or or Maori. Is the is another word for it? Okay, I want to make sure because I thought that was the uh, that. So you pronounce it Maori, yeah. and then in okay. New Zealand, right. the Polynesian natives are called Maori. So they yeah co- commonly uh, considered to be um, related, you know, um, Tahitians, oh, Hawaiians, so, uh, and Maori, and uh, Easter Islanders are often referred to as one kind of subgroup of Polynesians. So I take it back. I was going to say. Maori with the R. Yeah. You're saying that they're actually two different things, not two different ways of pronouncing the same uh, thing. Well, I suppose it's the same. It means the same thing, uh, but in two different languages that are very, very similar, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, I'm being very and American. I grew up right in New now, Zealand, right? so, like, yeah. so I grew up around, like I, I grew up around many more Maori people than Maori people, so... I really just yeah. the only um, Hawaiian um, Hawaiians that I really grew up around were people that were related to me because they're not a lo- not a lot of Hawaiians in New Zealand. Now, how does this relate to Polynesia? Um, well, Polynesia, I guess, is the the overarching uh, group. I guess you know. Okay. So, and Polynesia is the, yeah yeah basically the all the islands in the Pacific Ocean, Samoans and Fijians and um, Hawaiians, Easter Islanders, Maori people. They they all kind of are part of the. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but it's a, a group. Is that what's called? I know what you mean, but I always forget what the official name of it is. But um, where you have a group of islands, like like for example, um, Japan is actually like a group of islands, right? I guess so. I yeah yeah yeah. I, <laughs> um, here I am trying. It's, it's here I am saying, talking about things as if I know something about anything, which I don't. But <laughs> yeah yeah, actually, actually, I do remember. It actually is. There's four main islands of Japan and six thousand. Uh, smaller islands, only 430 of which are um, inhabited. And there's a name for that when you have a group of islands. Um, I think Polynesia is um, seven islands. Like like a lot of people think of it as, people assume things like uh, Polynesia, Japan, just like, you know, countries the way a lot of other places are countries where it's one landmass. But they're actually countries formed out of a um, group of smaller islands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I guess there's, there's all kinds yeah. of stuff that goes on within Polynesia. Like <laughs> my mom, you know, 
um, growing up in Hawaii and stuff, she has all these like stereotypes about all kinds of other Polynesians and stuff like that that I don't subscribe to or care about. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I'm just, you know, she has uh, she has a bunch of prejudices. Like I don't know what you call them, intergroup prejudices or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm, I know what you mean. You know, it's interesting. It looks like I'm looking at the map now. It looks like those like seven islands actually break down to smaller islands yeah, on top yeah, of sure. that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's actually more than, there's more than seven. There's like, uh, I'm looking now, there's actually a, a ton. Yeah, Easter Island, Kermadec, Tonga, Samoa, Hawaii. Okay. And then Hawaii itself is a bunch mm-hmm. of islands. See, I feel so American. <laughs> like like my my uh, cultural, my international cultural literacy is like really bad. I'm learning a lot right now. So that's where you, your mother was born there or she was born no, in New Zealand? No, she was born there. She, she kind of had this weird, um, she has this weird thing where she was really into New Zealand. And I think she always really wanted to live there. So, and she was a musician and my dad was a musician. And, uh, there was this like, uh, kind of lounge singer guy called, uh, John Rolls, um, that they were touring with and that's how they met. And so, yeah. And then, uh, John, John Rolls, like the philosopher, <laughs> uh, same, same spelling, R-A-W-L-S. R-O-W-L-E-S. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But, um, yeah. And, yeah. So, and then, so I was there and, um, and I started doing music there. I was in a band with my brother and then broke up the band and came came here to Portland where uh, my uncle lives and he's from Hawaii. And I, ne- I grew up not really knowing him. Um, so I kind of came out here to see the part of my family that, you know, because he has um, three kids and then his one of his daughters has a bunch of kids. So I wanted to hang out with them. And then I came here and just kind of stayed. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it I, here I, enough I, to stay. I feel like that's something that really happens with non-white people where you can just meet a whole side of your family and just like, you know, meet them, live with them at whatever age. And it's just like they can meet you whenever. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the, the the white side of my family, I have cousins and stuff that I, I didn't grow up with them exactly because there was a weird distance. And it was a pretty wild thing for, for my dad to, you know, growing up like half Polynesian uh, in the 80s, which is when... I was a kid. What was uh, when I look back at it and I look at the history, it was like a wild time to be be that, and it explains a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it was like I don't really know. I'm not really like friends or close with the with the white um, side of my family, even though I'm close with my dad. And then uh, I I came to Portland. I guess one of the reasons I stayed is because I was just like embraced so um, so instantly, and then it was just kind of like no no time was lost so yeah it was it was kind of interesting but uh yeah <laughs> we're kind of we're talking i feel like it's so, therapy now yeah no man this is uh this is what it's about we want to know everything we're nosy <laughs> the the um thing that i found interesting first off i never knew new zealand because uh i don't know if you heard me mention this on the show i have to geography skills of like a third grader i've i don't even i'm not even good at american geography it's one of the like uh, my biggest shames but i didn't know new zealand was so close to that group of islands in uh, polynesia like when you told me that your mother went from uh, polynesia to new zealand i'm thinking of some big trek that uh <laughs> of going like you know across the world to a whole different uh area but it's actually uh very close and actually kind of makes sense now now i understand why there are so many people of Polynesian descent in uh, New Zealand because that's actually their their kind of 
racial issue, right? Like kind of like how here on the border, you kind of have like, you know, Mexico, uh, Mexicans and Americans, like the main minority in uh, New Zealand are uh, Maori people. Yeah, correct? yeah. And, but, but it's also, um, there's also other Polynesians there, like, uh, Aboriginal? like um, in, in yeah. Auckland, where I grew up, uh, Auckland is, there are more uh, Samoan people in Auckland than there are in Samoa. So it's, uh, so the so Samoans and Tongans and and uh, Fijians and other kinds of Polynesians, uh, especially where I grew up, they're, they're, there's a lot of them. So, and there's certain neighborhoods where you know where um, where it'll be like mostly Polynesian, you know. So I and I lived in neighborhoods like that where we're the only like white person I really uh, saw were like my teachers and my dad. So yeah, it's this it's in. I guess in in New Zealand the the main you know oppressed un- underclasses is Polynesians of all, all of all kinds who have the um different things going on like Samoans are seen as immigrants and Maori people are subject to a lot of the um, colonization kind of problems that a lot of different people have. Was it bad when you were growing up, and how bad is it now as far as how they're treated over there? Um, I guess the, the problems are kind of different. Um, I guess the thing that was um, part of the reason that I liked being in America was uh, my uh, – I, I suddenly I, – I realize now that the, the racial ambiguity was uh, a relief because uh, people – look at me I you know because I'm mixed race it's like I think that because people that can't nail you down you sort of get away um with things whereas in New Zealand instantly uh people recognize me as Polynesian and I immediately get um I get hit with that you know so it's kind of yeah that's one thing that uh, I found interesting when you told me because I feel like the way America is and you know they kind of think of things in very broad ways as in like you know white Asian Latino and mm-hmm. black I think you know and then maybe like Indian and, and and Arab. A lot of Americans can't even really tell a difference. That's why Sikhs get attacked as Muslims yeah, right. or or Hindus get attacked as, you know, Muslims. So I feel like even like that one type of brown just gets kind of melded into this Indian Muslim yeah. uh, mix or right, whatever. Right. And then people hardly see Native Americans. So, yeah. you know, uh, that doesn't even like really register. Yeah. And uh, so I think within the context of races that Americans are used to, I think a lot of people would just kind of slot you in with white. Yeah, here. I think I think I um, found it easier. I've, I found it easier here than I do in New Zealand. Uh, even though New Zealand is comfortable in a lot of ways, I, I enjoy being um, being able to slip through the cracks a little bit. <laughs> I feel yeah, guilty yeah, saying yeah, that cause, because it is a strange uh, kind of thing. But I think every time I go, you feel yeah, it. Yeah, it, it immediately. Even with around friend, you know, people I grew up with, friends and family and things like that. It's like a, I get immediately hit with the all of the uh microaggressions and <laughs> all of that kind yeah. of stuff i don't know what I, I don't like using that kind of language really because it's corny but but it is it is yeah, it, I mean, it, it think, explains like i think microaggressions describes a real that's thing that's the, uh, uh, you know, the feels, everyday kind yeah. of you know lower you know small side of it there's there's bigger problems but um when i go back and uh you know i come back as a pretty like successful musician and stuff and it immediately people put me in my start trying to put me in my place and it's like a it's a strange feeling but i just laugh at it now because stepping outside of it for a while and then stepping back into it, it it's much funnier than you know growing up around it being a kid or in, in that kind of environment you know i feel like america has a broader uh range of uh acceptable whiteness because so much of it is about not being yeah. black yeah yeah you know so true. 
So it's so it's like as long as you're in the not black club, you know, there's a little bit more like welcoming. Like for example, the way a lot of Asians are kind of held up as like a model minority, which is not to say that they don't get they don't get their share of grief because they do, but there's also this kind of split conflicted thing that a lot of white people do a lot of white people do, which is like we still want to impress and, you know, bash you guys, but you guys are also useful things to weaponize against like black people. yeah yeah the the, the anti-blackness you know, and, I, you know having lived here it's anti-blackness is the main priority it's like that's what i mean by uh slipping through the cracks it's not like i don't uh experience racism here but it's it's just uh diffused like massively <laughs> in a way that like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and they i mean expanding whiteness has been an ongoing project here right. like when you hear about how irish people at one point weren't even considered mm-hmm. white italians weren't considered white you know it's like it's been an active uh project to expand what you know can still be called white like you know you can be swarthy you can be this you can be that yeah. uh you know for a while like, like, like slavs were, weren't white you know and it's like you know what as long as you're willing to be anti-black or as long as you're far enough away from black we'll um accept you into whiteness yeah. so i can imagine how things are different well, here the the thing that's really crazy is i think a lot of the the things that I see here, uh, a lot of the tropes that operate against black people in this country are in operation against Polynesian people in New Zealand. So it's uh, it's it's crazy to see. It's part of the reason why I can laugh when I go back there because I realize that there is like anti-blackness is a thing, but it also can that format just kind of can be um, used for other people, like uh, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think it can not only be used for other people. I think it even gets used against like other yeah, white I mean, people. I think, like, I think, I think in a place where that where the underclass is is predominantly white, then that, that becomes the the case. Yeah, so I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of poor white people can get kind of invested in anti-blackness because I think there's this kind of unconscious understanding that you know before there were black people or other types of non-white people to kick around, we were the uh, you know people with the feet on our necks like all yeah, the time right. and you know uh if they ever all fully go away uh we're gonna go back to like killing and oppressing each other like, like, like they know that racism is one of those like pressure release valves that kind of keeps the boot off of their neck for a little while right. you know I, I definitely think there's something uh to that especially when you study a lot of like, european history so yeah i think it's a crazy thing you, you had a very interesting controversy with taika Pardon me from pronouncing uh, his name right, TT? wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't want to... What should I say is his main... Because I don't want to lead off with uh, the Thor movie, Ragnarok. Because oh, I yeah. feel like... Uh, uh, should, should I say Boy Hunt for the Wilder People? <laughs> yeah. Which is which has been his most personal, like well-known movie. Yeah, I guess like now he's the Thor Ragnarok guy. But um, my favorite... Because uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, my, my favorite movie of his is a movie called Boy. Yeah. And it's a very... Because it's Taika's a little bit older than me. He's so he, um, but that but boy is about Maori boy growing up in rural New Zealand, and it's a sort of coming of age flick. And um, it really a lot of it is basically could have been lifted from my childhood. So I just I really relate to it. It's it's I feel like it really speaks some truth about New Zealand and and um, what it's like. Uh, growing up there and stuff. I think his big Amer yeah, I think his big American movie was uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I'm sorry, I thought I thought you were done talking. I didn't mean to no, cut no, you that's, off. Uh, finish what that's you were it. saying. I, I, I always uh, recommend people see Boy because I think it's uh, kind of a masterpiece. So 
he uh, and I just think there's something very true about that that movie. The the, the only difference between the character, you know, uh, is that um, the album, the Michael Jackson album, because <laughs> is uh, if you know if you know the movie, it's like there there it's made at the time when Thriller is like the biggest album in the world, and uh, they're all like really into Michael Jackson. But it uh, I, it was. Um, it was the album was bad when when I was a kid because <laughs> I'm slightly younger, but still. It's, oh it's yeah, still okay. The controversy you guys got into, I, th- I found pretty interesting because you told me when we met. Oh yeah, there was a little controversy with Taika Waititi, and I thought it was gonna be something small, and I googled it, and it basically set like New Zealand ablaze. People were pretty, uh, I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, mad. But you know what I find interesting about how people were mad at him was that kind of anger that they had in him. It reminded me so much of when a black celebrity quote-unquote steps out of line you know like kind of like you know like with colin kaepernick there was a lot of uh you're an ingrate yeah yeah yeah. you know uh you should be happy you're in this country and all the all the opportunities that this country has granted you and you know how dare you call this country racist like part of the unspoken implicit deal of you being allowed to be successful quote-unquote allowed that's how they think of yeah. it is that you're supposed to kiss our asses yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing I, I was which is very... always ridiculous in every context yes like it doesn't yes ex- exactly nothing's ever earned everything is some kind of yeah. gift that you know you were kind of given and I, I was very fascinated about how much all the press i read about that uh mirrored that kind of talk but can you give a little um detail about what the controversy was about uh, well I, I guess the thing was um I can't re- even remember how it happened, but at some point um, there was English magazine that wanted to uh, write a little article about uh, just a conversation between me and Taika as, you know, po- Polynesian guys who I guess doing well out in the world. I'm, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what it was, but uh, I I wanted to talk to uh, Taika anyway because I, I was a fan. And then um, he had uh, got in touch with me about listening to Multilovin' Uh, on the set of while well, he was making Thor, so I was I was kind of like oh, I want I want to have a conversation with him. Oh man, if you if if you could have got uh, one of your songs into like Thor, would that have been like a huge payday? <laughs> you should have tried to get him to like <laughs> push it on yeah, Marvel, sneak yeah, it in yeah. there. Oh well, I was just I, I was just kind of uh, excited about <laughs> the fact that he was that he was listening to my music anyway so um yeah yeah i'm just joking anyway <laughs> and uh so we had this conversation and we started talking about growing up in new zealand and then um and then he he kind of went off on it a little bit and then he the the sentence that got him in trouble i'm allowed to swear on here right yeah yeah, oh, so yeah, he, yeah he just yeah. said like new zealand is racist as fuck and that was the one that they that was the one they grabbed you know and that was the pull quote. What was funny about that was when I actually like read the article, I thought it was going to be like a whole article about racism in New no. Zealand. And it was just like literally one one answer, one sentence of one answer that just basically set them off. Yeah. Uh, most of your interview with him wasn't even no, about that. No, I mean, that. and we didn't want it to be either. You know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't really kind of about that. It was just kind of about talking about music and film and culture and whatever just talking and um it just kind of went there because i think the interviewer like asked us about growing up in new zealand and then uh, inevitably it kind of got to the racism thing because you know growing up polynesian in new zealand if you if you, if you really want to be honest about it it was it was a kind of a, a racist experience but um not like you know it's like once you get to the point where things are going well for you like someone like taiko 
well, me, like, you know, it's not like I'm going to spend a lot of time, like, complaining about that stuff. But uh, he just mentioned in passing, you know, that it's a racist place, you know, that there is racism there. And I think the part of the thing, it was similar to that Colin Kaepernick thing of, like, how dare you, um, you know, we get, we gave you that, we can take it away, which is totally wrong. They can't take it away from him. Yeah, especially now that he's, like... Uh big in America and yeah. and doing well here yeah. but but even if he was still there I yeah, doubt yeah I mean it, yeah it is I mean maybe I don't know but I, I think the thing yeah, was yes, um, that's true. the other part of it that that is also like the New Zealand part is that it's a small place and so that it's almost like don't tell you know don't tell the the outside world what what happens here because we want everybody yeah. to think everything is hunky dory or whatever what they know about traveling to other white countries they really want racism to be the American thing yeah yeah you know they to a degree they believe their own hype like i've gone to different parts of europe and some of the casually racist things that people have what's that dave Chappelle bit he's like the racism down south is it is uh america yeah. the best the best at it in in some ways i think they've definitely perfected it you know it's interesting when i was in uh in Europe was they would say things to me like, Oh my god, the racism must be so bad down there. We can't believe it. They say all this yeah. stuff and they think of themselves as very tolerant, especially because they they have these kind of tolerant laws on the yeah. books that make them feel good about yeah. themselves. But then they would just kind of say something like with an earshot of me, like I'd be in a group of people I just met and they'd be like, uh like we'd be inside like a bar or a club and there'd be some people outside and like Oh my God! Are they gonna let those Muslims in? You know, they'd be like, "Really? Ooh, ooh, Africans!" You know, you know. And then they would say things, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's kind of racist." And they'll be like, "Oh no, that's different. That's not racism. You know, it's it's because they're Muslim. (laughs) Because they're Muslim. Like, like you know, or or it's because they're Africans. It's a country. Like you know. And and plus, you don't know those people. Those people they don't assimilate. Like, and they just go on these like bigoted rants that I'm like, how do you not realize you're being racist? But because they're fascinated with black americans yeah you yeah. know they don't yeah. see it that way they just think oh you know is it, oh we're being we're being nice to the black american but to me when they see me they think of like will yeah, smith yeah, or something you're you're african-american which is that which comes uh, perhaps i don't want to overstep my lane here but it's just like no, it comes with a, a certain amount of privilege uh, that maybe doesn't like always last but you know people there's, there's yeah, all this it doesn't culture last, you know, it, that people um that 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 precedes that precedes you you know yeah and i wouldn't call it privilege so much as and maybe this is this a distinction without a difference but uh cultural cachet, right, cachet is better yeah, privilege like, is the wrong word yeah 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 because it isn't like people yeah yeah i think it's probably that yeah it was really it was really interesting just to, to see that and london i know is like that so i, I can imagine what you describe in new zealand has the same way like there's this thing where there's a real resistance to want to think of themselves as being um racist yeah and i think even people that are racist um don't like that to get that stink on them you know and it's like they don't because being racist is bad they know that but yeah but i don't i, don't, I mean it's 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 funny because the the shooting in Christchurch recently was was even for me like a traumatic thing. But it was it's funny that the media could go crazy calling um, New Zealand uh, a racist place and it just in passing, and then for something like that to happen in New Zealand is even caught me by surprise. I was like, damn, I didn't know um, that kind of thing could even happen. Uh, down there and it was weird because i had this slight like weird and i don't this this is like bad too I, I feel bad about it but i i heard that he was australian and it gave me some some peace like that i was like oh okay it wasn't 
<laughs> it wasn't like I, it's not like I'm not that clueless about like New Zealanders because really I just didn't think a New Zealander would have them in 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 them to to carry something out like that because of the way that I kind of see uh, New Zealand racism as as being um, something that's more um, I don't know maybe 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 that's just uh, my own like nationalism or something I don't know I just kind of thought like oh New Zealander wouldn't do that yeah no, I know what you mean because like you know as much as I'll say stuff about America when I travel places and people badmouth America there's a certain knee-jerk defensiveness I get sometimes you know it's especially like places or people who haven't like cleaned up their own shit in their backyard yeah. like you know like so I kind of know what you mean where I catch myself being defending America I'm like you know who's talking right now is, is this really me all right y'all so that is the end of part one go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two be good <laughs>